0: Well, welcome to Friday on Chewing the Fat. How in the world are you? You look great today. Congratulations to the Falls Church School Board for voting unanimously to rename Thomas Jefferson Elementary School and George Mason High School. Now, we know that the vote follows a six-month long process, which included hours of public hearings, hundreds of submitted written public comments, and a survey of the community to inform the board's decision. We went through all of that knowing they were going to change the names. I don't know why this is such a big deal, but according to... School Board Chairman Greg Anderson, the board took seriously the viewpoints and concerns raised by many students, parents, and staff, and community members. And we want them to know that students, staff, and community members feel safe, supported, and inspired. Now, they haven't decided on new names for the schools, but the schools that are going to be renamed are Thomas Jefferson Elementary and George Mason High School. Oh my gosh, those two names are horrific. You can't have them on buildings. You can't. What do you bet? We name Thomas Jefferson Elementary School Brianna Taylor Elementary School, and George Mason High School is George Floyd High School. Want to make a bet? I didn't think so. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> So You can bet plenty of other states, besides Virginia, will be changing school names. And the U.S. House approved an updated defense policy bill that, among other things, would start the process for renaming military bases named after Confederate leaders. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. We're going to rename everything. If the person did anything wrong ever, Looked bad, smelled bad, talked bad. You can't name things after him. Never mind whatever good they did in the past. It doesn't outweigh the bad. That's the way it is. Hey, remember the buried treasure that was found from the poem? You know, uh, Forrest Fenn hid the chest filled uh, with coins and gold nuggets and other valuables estimated between $1 and $3 million in the Rocky Mountains. Well, we finally, and somebody found it, and they posted a picture that they had found it, but we thought maybe it was him who found it. (laughs) You know, we were making jokes about that. But we do know now that uh, who found it. We outed the 32-year-old medical student, and he came forward, said, I found the Fenn treasure. Jack Stoof S-T-U-E-F said that he found the treasure and that he had met Fenn before Fenn passed away. He found uh, he found it. Uh, Fenn announced that it was found on June 6th and he met with Jack before he died in September. Now Jack said that he was kind of uh, embarrassed by how obsessed he was with trying to find it and if I didn't find it I would look like kind of an idiot and maybe I didn't want to admit to myself what a hold it had on me now he was behind the anonymous article published in Medium in September in which he described finding the treasure Um, now there's a lawsuit a woman who believed the treasure was hidden in New Mexico claims the finder succeeded by hacking her texts and emails (sighs) Jack has denied the allegation, saying he never met nor heard of the woman before the lawsuit, and the treasure was nowhere near New Mexico. So get over it. I found it. Okay. All right. Have a good day. Speaking of finding, uh, you know, millions of dollars worth of stuff, Kellyanne Conway, it's reported, uh, finalized her multi-million dollar deal to write an Unvarnished, eye-popping tell-all memoir about her controversial tenure as Trump's closest White House advisor. Okay, uh, we'll see if it's good. It's speculated she got, uh, you know, a lot more than two million bucks. That's what uh, they gave John Bolton, and his book was a zip. There was nothing in that book. So we'll see what Kellyanne. I mean, she may have some people, you know, sweating in their boots a little bit. We'll see. Um, it'd be fun if she tells the truth about her husband and her daughter and the hate they had for Trump, which ended up driving her to quit, right? And she, she hasn't commented on it. They, this particular outfit that the story came from the griot, um, when the publication directly contacted her for a statement, she responded, I don't have any comment. Well, duh. Why was, she? Okay. I can't believe she wouldn't say anything to us. Yeah, me either. But it'll be interesting—not um, so much if she, you know, throws some people under the bus inside the White House from her time there. But be very fascinating to see if she tells the truth between her and her husband because he hates Donald Trump, and that relationship had to be just incredible. And her daughter was always giving her problems. It'll be fascinating if she tells the truth. Although, I think a lot of it with that will get edited out because, I mean, how much more can you rip your family apart? Nobody wants that. Except us readers. Now, as long as we're hanging around the White House. For those of you thinking that something big is going to happen with Hunter Biden, good luck good luck i you know i know he's under investigation now and his tax returns are under investigation and then it's claimed that they're you know linking trying to get find links between him and the chinese company and the laptop emails where were you before the election that's all i want to know why is this going on now i mean the hunter's been a dirtbag forever and now you know before the election it didn't happen and I didn't know. I'm the father and I didn't know anything. Whatever. Okay. I mean, the kids of Joe Biden are got, they're both, I mean, Hunter and Ashley, the daughter, are both really going through hard times and have gone through hard times for years because they're both Bo's brother and sister. They're not Hunter and Ashley. I mean, Bo is the one who passed away from cancer and he was the golden child we all know that I mean he was Joe can't talk about his family without talking about his favorite son Bo and Bo's brother and sister Hunter and Ashley and they've both had just you know struggling lives with sex addiction, drug addiction it's just you know incredible and uh, those two stories are uh, fun to read about too And again, I, you know, yeah, I know they've had a tough time and we're not supposed to wallow in their dirt, but they're the ones that are in the, in the forefront. So if you've got all this dirt, let's wallow in it. Let me see it. Let me read about it. Let me hear about it. Let's go. Put the, put another rock in that glass pipe, Hunter, and let's fire that bad boy up. Quick update on Ellen. Uh, it's been, uh, well, she reported it herself. She has tested positive for COVID-19. So the show is paused now until January because of COVID-19. She posted, uh, on her social media. I'll see you again after the holidays. Okay. Well, you know, we talked about her and wife, hubby, Porta, uh, struggling and having a tough time in their marriage, um, And it's, you know, presumed that it's because Ellen is having such a tough time at the office. Well, the ratings have declined 37% since the prior season. Now, the show is still a good show, right? It's still gaining some numbers. It's number three as far as the syndicated talk shows behind Live with Kelly and Ryan and Dr. Phil. But without sponsors, uh, times are tough. And according to insiders, the show is losing sponsors and unable to get big spot, bigger sponsors. And also it's harder to get some of the big name stars because they're all going to the other shows, especially my girl, Drew Barrymore, who I said, you heard it here on chewing the fat was going to take over for Ellen and it's, it's happening. So if Ellen, I mean, God forbid gets sick. But worst of all, I mean, she's off now during the holidays and they had their, usually their big 12 days of giveaways, the seasonal event that gets all the sponsors and aspiring audience members. And this year, according to the show, uh, 12 days is more condensed. We don't have as many sponsors and uh, this is like a make it or break it moment for the show. (laughs) So if they don't pick up sponsors by the new year. Times are going to be tough, and so chewing the fat will be proven correct. I know, I know. When you heard me talk about it before, you said, Chewing the fat is right. I know, I know. And if you haven't, and you're listening to this for the first time, or you're not a subscriber to the podcast, what are you doing? Subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, and experience the entirety that is chewing the fat by subscribing just choose a platform iTunes, iHeartRadio Stitcher, Spotify there's a plethora of other platforms out there and subscribe to chewing the fat okay okay you know we talked about the uh, minks that are that had coronavirus and uh, the Danish government was talking about killing them all they're killing minks in the US now too uh, but in uh, in Denmark, 17 million minks killed. 17 million. I mean, that's just a, an, that was an amazing number. I remember the first time when we were talking about it, it was just an incredible number. And it's just, we got to bury them. We got to kill them all. We got to bury them. They got coronavirus. We got to kill them all. Got to bury them. Uh, okay. I mean, you realize that's, uh, and you can quote me on this, a lot of minks, right? And so now, uh, it looks like they buried some on uh, some farms. They borrowed some. They buried some on some military bases, and some of the places that they buried them, they only buried them in. You know, they dug a you know a two foot trench for however long it takes. How big a trench that is for seventeen million mix? Oh, that's a little one. We only buried two million in that hole. So then they were bloating and gassing so they were coming up out of the ground and everybody was talking about the zombie (laughs) minks. This is what happens when you have a knee-jerk reaction. But if you're going to kill all the minks, why don't you just burn them? I don't understand. Why are you going to bury them? Because now they're saying that they're contaminating the groundwater because they buried them in the ground. Well, I don't know. Some of the some of the minks that were buried in a couple of feet of land that can't they couldn't have contaminated the groundwater in this amount of time right i mean that's a if they dug bigger holes for minks if the holes were bigger for (laughs) minks then you know you're talking about contaminating the groundwater but i you know i can't believe that you know the the two foot Deep trenches contaminating the groundwater at this point. It's been, you know, a short period of time. But why not just burn them? Oh, what about the air? What about it? What about it? You're at a military base, you pile them up and you burn them and you blow the smoke, you know, away from your country. <laughs> blow it toward that other country. Who cares? It's not us but uh just amazing i don't know why it just fascinates me these dead minks man it's, it's really fascinating and it's a knee jerk reaction and i know it's you know they've got coronavirus but we got to get rid of them or at least we think we do and so we're going to kill them i mean dead that's a great industry for that country and that industry is just uh, gone have a nice day goodbye you know all those minks that you were selling uh, for their coats and their fur. Or whatever the hell else you were doing with those minks. Yeah, those days are over. Have a nice day. We're killing them all. No, but they're my minks. And I was making... Yeah, no, they're gone. Have a nice day. Okay. Thank you. Have a have a nice day. Keep your eye out for those zombie minks from now on. Okay? Okay. You take care. Well, it's Friday so we might as well have a little Operation Varsity Blues. (laughs) Well, actually, it's Operation Varsity Blues. Tonight's episode, Olivia Jade. So... (sighs) Olivia Jade, the daughter of Lori Laughlin and uh, Massimo. He, she uh, went on the uh, went on the show Red Table Talk and she tried to get around her white privilege and you know, I don't know. I, 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 I this is why I said she shouldn't do interviews. Just don't just be done with it and go about your life. Don't try to ask, just could just do it. Just, your folks have already paid the price. They're going to jail. They're paying a fine. They're doing public service. And then it they're going to try to get to, you know some semblance of their life back. You don't need to make the rounds to say well, I was just the bubble I was in. That's the way I lived, you know, doing stuff like that advantage. It sounds so silly, but that's the bubble I grew up in. We got it. We know it. And to go on to Red Table Talk and you know, she got she took a big hit for going on Red Table Talk because it's, you know, it's three black women and they were even saying that it's so disingenuous and you know, for for her to go on that show for the redemption story. And so many people have just piled on the, the, the bashing of Olivia Jade, which is the title of tonight's episode. And so it's just really, I hope that the parents can reach out and say, shut up, stop talking. But apparently, they haven't talked since they were since they went to jail. Uh, you know, they sp- obviously, they spent a lot of time together prior to, but uh, since they went into jail, uh, apparently, uh, no talking. They're doing the COVID nineteen thing, and they're in jail, and they haven't talked to the kids, and the kids haven't talked to them. So that's why. That's why now she's trying to make the rounds and and uh, and ask for forgiveness when she shouldn't be doing just. Go back to stop, to stop. You're just going to dig yourself into a deeper hole by making all these, by making all these rounds and trying to talk about your white privilege and ugh, ugh. And now there's stories about Lori, you know, worried about prison time destroying her financially. She'll be fine. I mean, she was down. They downsized a little bit before they went into prison into the new, you know, ten million dollar estate right isn't that what it cost I think so off the top of my head that's I think they they downsized to the 10 million dollar joint so she's going to get out and well today if you're listening live uh, today on the 11th of December 2020 uh, she's got 7 more days she's out on the 18th that's my prediction that she's out on the 18th so she'll be back home just uh, Olivia Jade here's my advice from chewing the fat and Operation Varsity Blues okay here's my advice stop speaking Operation Varsity Blues yeah okay um (laughs) <laughs> this white privilege thing, too, is... I mean, we... I don't know that I've necessarily talked about it a whole bunch. We've, you know, different stories and stuff. But the we haven't got to the San Diego School District uh, story where they held their white privilege training and they told, you know, teachers are doing racist. We, I remember talking about it when it was uh, in Seattle when they had their, their special training. But when you go through the stuff that San Diego School District... <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I could take it. I don't know that I could take it. Um, We acknowledge that we meet on stolen land taken from indigenous peoples. Um, Expect to experience some discomfort. Uh, Guilt, anger, apathy, frustration, closed-mindedness, defensiveness. That's white fragility? White privilege and culture. Since white people in America hold most of the political, institutional, and economic power, they receive advantages that non-white groups do not. Oh, oh, uh, okay. Uh, more under white privilege, my ability to thrive, not just survive, in this country is being preserved at every level of power without me having to do anything at all. I don't even have to vote. Oh, uh, Okay uh under the heading you are a racist try to use one word to answer the question how would this make you feel you are a racist i think this to yourself according to the according to the paperwork number two what would you want to say to someone who tells you this that is you are a racist well i would say i'm I'm supposed to think to myself or answer uh no uh, i'm not uh, try to use one word to answer the question. How would you this make you feel? Stumped. You are upholding racist ideas, structures, and policies. Again, use one word answer to question. How would this make you feel? Um. No. I'm not. Oh wait, that's an answer. That's not how, how I feel. Wait, I feel confused. What would you want to say to someone who tells you this? No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, but you can't say that or they'll just kick you out of the training or you you know you're fired, right? You're supposed to keep your jobs, right? So, I mean, that's the whole point of these white privilege training classes or sessions, so you come out of there realizing your white privilege and Admitting to your white privilege so that you can continue to be employed. I understand it. I don't know that I could do it. I just don't think I could do it. <laughs> Go to the break room. I needed a drink of ice cold, refreshing, you know, liquid. Oh, well, it's that time of year again, and everyone is releasing, you know, the top of what happened this year. Google, Twitter, National Geographic, all that stuff. So Google released its, uh, you know, what was trending in 2020, the top trending searches. And the top search, of course, was election results. Coronavirus was number two. Coronavirus did not beat out election results. And neither did it under news either. Election results was number one. Coronavirus was number two, if you believe that they're telling you the truth. Under people, Joe Biden was uh, number one. And Kim Jong Un was number two. Kamala Harris number three. Okay, okay, uh, all right. Uh, actors top searches: Tom Hanks, number one. Ooh, okay. Athletes: Ryan Newman, number one. Tom Brady, number two. Bubba Wallace, three. Tyson, four. Eh, maybe babies under babies for searches: uh, Elon Musk baby, and then the baby platypus. <laughs> Stop it. Anderson Cooper baby was the upper. <laughs> beauty how to's how to cut men's hair at home I mean that's you know due to the lockdown of course uh, how to wash your hands was a top search uh, the answer should be if you don't know it you're doomed anyway uh, definitions the search uh, the top search definitions WAP entanglement antebellum pandemic asymptomatic wow Uh top searches, how to donate, how to donate to Black Lives Matter, how to donate to Australian brush fires? how to donate to Chewing the Fat. I wish that was a search, but you can. You could just email com and uh, say, hey, I'd like to donate and then I'll reply with a way you could donate. Or you could just subscribe to the podcast. I, I mean, it's an easy way to figure it out as well. Just subscribe to the podcast go to iTunes iHeartRadio just subscribe to Chewing the Fat then if you want to rate and review it you can rate and review it 20 stars best podcast ever something like that it's real simple and then no matter what you're listening to if you have headphones on and somebody says hey what are you listening to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher oh really is that is that any good yeah that's why I'm listening to it why don't you subscribe idiot that's the way you answer him why don't you subscribe idiot (laughs) all right you can take the idiot off you know and i won't i'll i won't mandate you calling the person an idiot but subscribe to chewing the fat okay tell your friends tell your neighbors tell anybody that'll listen to you chewing the fat with jeff fisher choose a platform and subscribe and as long, I mean, all right. So I know we're doing the searches, but you know, you might as well subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And you can follow me on whatever social media you feel comfortable using. You've got Twitter at JeffyJFR, at Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and parlor uh, you know, for as long as these sites are up and running. Okay, that's where you've got all those accounts. And one of the ways you can keep chewing the fat Alive and burning. Alive and eating. uh, Is subscribe and become a member of Blaze TV. So that subscription helps keep this podcast free. So you can become a freeloading subscriber. Go to com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y. And, uh the discount now I think uh, think uh, my discount uh gets you 10 bucks off for a year's subscription so take the the money the best uh, the best discounts you can get and subscribe to blaze TV become a member okay all right so back to the back to the Google searches of the year top searches of the year under losses Kobe Bryant Chadwick Bosman is third according to Google wow I mean and Chadwick was I think when we get to the Twitter numbers, right? Chadwick was number one. Yeah, he was number one. Uh, The last post from actor Chadwick Bosman's Twitter account made after his death was the most liked and retweeted tweet of the year. Uh, 7.6 million likes and and 2.4 million people are tweeting about this this was a screenshot from 9 11 p.m on the announcement day uh incredible incredible so i mean that's that's weird that google searches has chadwick third uh, near me under the near me searches uh COVID testing near me, early voting near me, fires near me, musicians and bands, Shakira, number one. Wow, Shakira, really? Adele, three, really? Adele, this year? Okay. Under how to style, how to style curtain bangs, how to style curly hair. I mean, I guess everybody's messing with their hair during the the lockdown, right? Under movies, Parasite, number one. 1917, number two, Black Panther, three. Yeah, that, makes, that kind of makes sense. Recipe, sourdough bed, whipped coffee. Eh, okay. Sports teams, the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat were the top two searches? No. No. Sorry. I don't buy it. Politicians, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris? Eh, oh, maybe. Maybe. And of course, under virtual, virtual field trips and virtual museum t- tours and. Virtual Kentucky Derby and virtual learning and virtual NBA fans. That's all they're going to have left soon is just the virtual fans for the NBA. Under where is searches, where is my stimulus money? (laughs) Where is Kansas City? I guess maybe that had to do with with Trump, right? When he was talking about uh, Missouri and Kansas, because there's actually uh, Kansas City is in both states, my friends. I know, I know. Uh, TV shows, Tiger King, Cobra Kai, Ozark, Umbrella Academy, Queen's Gambit, top five of the searches. Wow. Best stocks to buy. Where to buy PS5. Okay, I mean, pretty basic stuff. Uh, Why were chainsaws invented? Why do you think? I mean, that should be the answer, really, why were chainsaws invented. I don't know. Why do you think? Let's just stop it right now, okay? Stop it. So, on Twitter, 2020's People of the Year. Uh, Let's see what they have here. I wonder who it could be. Oh, let's see. The The two candidates took the top spots among the 10 most tweeted about people in 2020. Trump topped the charts followed by Biden. Uh, the number 3 spot was taken by George Floyd. And that's it. They just they tell you about who George Floyd was because you can't just say George Floyd without saying he was a Black man who died in an encounter with the police of Minnesota in May. Floyd's death caused widespread protests across the US over racial discrimination. Actually, it caused a widespread protest around the globe. But hey, don't worry about it. Okay? Okay. And then you know, we have the top emojis worldwide on Twitter. And ugh, the top hashtags of 2020, according to them, was uh, Black Lives Matter was number two. Hashtag Black Lives Matter emerged as the second most trending hashtag. And coming in at number one, covid19 this top hashtag i mean i guess all right Uh, you know if you say so okay i i I believe you twitter why would you lie and of course national geographic has their end of the year uh, issue 2020 71 photographs from an unforgettable year and what makes the cover Richmond's graffitied Robert E. Lee monument makes the cover of National Geographic. So it's with the, you know, the face of George Floyd underneath Robert E. Lee. So you can imagine what the other 70 photographs are going to be throughout this powerful powerful publication. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, uh, with those searches and the top tweets and the top hashtags and the top photographs, I mean, we know that we're coming to the end of 2020 and we know that things are continuing to change at a rapid pace, right? So we know uh, that Pornhub is changing. Yay. So I'm reading how much trouble they're in over an article from the New York Times. Now they have 3.5 billion visitors each month. Wow. So apparently Pornhub has announced several major changes to its website because of this New York Times report that said report article that said it was infested with child rape videos. Okay. So is it infested with 3.5 billion billion visitors and how many ever videos it has uploading and downloading every day? I don't know, but they're saying that effective immediately only content partners and people within the model program will be able to upload content to Pornhub. Um, in the new year, they're going to implement a verification process. And, you know, they give a whole list of banning downloads and expanding moderation, trusted flagger program, partnership with missing and exploited children, new transparency report, independent review. They're doing all the things that you would hope that they would do. So now they're talking about, and it goes on about how it's infested with these, with all these terrible videos and young children's video. But one of the stories that it talks about a girl who is 19 but the pictures that ended up on Pornhub were when she was 14 and she said that people were texting her if she didn't send them a video they were going to send them to her mom her mom ended up persuading Pornhub to remove the videos but they were later re-uploaded to Pornhub and other porn sites and that made her transfer to a new school. The new school found out about the videos. Now because of that, she began cutting herself and her relationship with her mother deteriorated. Now she lives in her car in Fresno, California with three dogs. Okay. So, as horrible as that is, that's not Pornhub's fault! I'm sorry. No. That's not Pornhub's fault. But... Okay, whatever, you can be mad at them. So now, you know, they're MasterCard and Visa are reconsidering their business relationships with Pornhub, and it was, uh, you know, it was already reported that MasterCard will no longer allow its card to be used on Pornhub after allegations of child abuse. Okay, okay, I mean, that's, I... Okay, whatever, whatever you want I me. Mean, That's a private company. That's fine. Don't worry about it. That's fine. It's a private company. All right, whatever you say. But you know, then you have we we talked about MSNBC and how their head person talked about they want half female and half people of color. I mean, that look for good changes there. Two large shareholders at Sports Illustrated, uh, the company that uh, publishes Sports Illustrated, Maven, filed uh, papers last week to fire five of the company's seven directors. And they want to replace the board with one that better reflects the new Maven because uh, they had a Blue Lives Matter ad on their site. What? Yeah, well, remember they fired the CEO, Earlier this year, over staff cuts and, uh, at Sports Illustrated and hosting a Blue Lives Matter website on its ad platform. And they did that after the death of George Floyd. How dare they? And now, Maven staffers were upset at the company's continued affiliation with uh, this website known as Blue Lives Matter. It's embarrassing, a disgrace, and horrible. Oh, okay because many comments were overtly racist and people were saying stuff on there that were factually incorrect information and it was going unchecked. Well, I mean, I've had just about enough of all these people wanting to silence voices. I'm telling you, I can't take it. We... (laughs) We have got to say enough with the silencing of voices. It is incredible to me that we have more and more people who believe that they are for free speech by silencing voices. That's not the way it works. And I'm going to stop myself now because I'm going to start saying things that I probably would have to delete. So we'll just. Stop, but this whole thought about silencing people's voices has got to stop. And you can't quote me on that because it is. I just deleted some bad words there, so we'll move on. Okay, (laughs) okay, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, did you see where Newsmax uh, scored some big ratings? And uh, beat out Fox News Channel for the very first time. I know uh, when fueled by conservative viewers who were disappointed by the election results happened Monday evening, twenty five to fifty four. Oh, the twenty five fifty four demo, uh, Newsmax outrated the story with Martha McCallum on, fa- on Fox. So it just barely beat them out, but it did beat them out, and it was a show. And you know they're starting to make their mark, right? So congratulations. And uh, I'm sure Fox is very unhappy about that. And the NFL is saying that they're struggling. Ratings are down. Sunday night football ratings are down. Uh, week 13 had a 30% drop and a 27% drop. But the early game on Sunday came up. They're still, I mean, they still have viewers. People are still watching the NFL. And it really hasn't been that bad since the first week as far as, you know... Black Lives Matter stuff. It really hasn't been that bad. What's been bad are the games. Uh, some teams that are normally pretty good are not good, and games have been getting canceled and put off, and teams have been, you know, players have been off and coaches have been off. So it's been a really struggling year. But it the it, it's been a it hasn't been that bad as far as the Black Lives Matter stuff. The ratings are down because the games aren't that good. Uh, some of the teams that are usually pretty good uh, aren't that good. Just saying. And you know what else? They're only really down about 6% from the same point last season. Now, you know, it might be down overall. But another thing that really hurts, I got to tell you, I was thinking about this the other day watching, I, I don't forget which game I was watching, but it's really not fun. It's, let me say, rephrase that. It's less fun watching these games without fans. I know it's still all about the game, but it's enjoyable when the fans are there. And these games, many of these games don't have any fans or very few fans. And that's just not as much fun. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So there's a story that says the Doomsday plane, the command center airplane for the. Russian high ranking officials including Vlad uh, I'm sorry Vladimir Putin the president of Russia Uh, according to the story there was a break in uncovered during an aircraft inspection at this aviation scientific and technical complex and they found that a cargo hatch appeared to have been opened and 39 pieces of radio equipment were found to be missing from the aircraft And the press secretary, this Dmitry Peskov, said the incident was an emergency situation, yeah, for the person who allowed it to happen, if it happened. So apparently they say it occurred between uh, Putin putting a large number of funds into overhauling the Russian military during tensions with the West, which are at their highest since the end of the Cold War. What? What? I don't even think this story is real. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't even think it's real. Uh, You know, of course, there's going to be an investigation and security's been increased. Okay, this is just a way for Vlad to beef up security and start bad-mouthing the West. I'm sorry. I don't believe this is true. I don't do it. I'm sorry. I don't believe it. We didn't get into any COVID-19 stuff or coronavirus stuff today. Sure, sure. Sure, the U.S. is over 16 million total cases. Sure, we've got over 300,000 deaths. And did Trump say anything about it at all? The horror. Uh, You know, just come on now. Come on now. We're doing everything we can, aren't we? And we're getting ready to have the vaccine. And all is going to be right with the world. We even have smartphone technology now that they're using with CRISPR that they say will be able to let us know within, I think, 15 or 30 minutes. So they're talking about uh, using this uh, enzyme to cleave viral RNA, initiating a fluorescence signal that can be detected using the smartphone camera, which then provides a quantitative measurement of the level of viral particles in the sample. Now, how long did they say? I think it was uh we can find out in yeah 30 minutes they're saying it's super exciting to have this quantitative aspect and uh the test takes just 30 minutes and we don't need uh it's very quick it's making the measurement with mass-produced consumer electronics we don't need fancy laboratory equipment okay i mean let's go we talked yesterday i think it was yesterday when uh they they all run together you know what i'm saying it's the end of the week and everything just runs together when we talked about the cycle threshold value where they're talking about the viral load so we get the positive or negative but we also find out what the viral load is and if your cycle threshold value is strong or high then you should be quarantined and isolated if it's low and uh, goes through all the numbers then there's no point you're not contagious so i mean we are finding out more and more things that you know will hopefully get us past this as soon as possible so these people like oh i don't know the people in charge of California, the people in charge of New York, the people in charge of uh, New Jersey, all these other states where they're just taking, they, they're blasting their power and all they want to do is shut things down. You know, I mean, de Blasio is already shutting down synagogues and he's already threatened to shut them down once and for all. Are you kidding me? I mean, he's hated Jews forever. How this guy is the mayor of New York, I don't know. I don't know how New York is actually surviving With the mayor of New York City and the governor of New York, it seems like those two people are not good people. Just not good people. And how they got their jobs and continue to keep their jobs is an amazing feat. But good luck. God bless. You know what I'm saying? Good luck. God bless. I mean, I want to talk about how uh, you know a Chicago restaurant got uh, you know got shut down again because city inspectors paid a visit to it and it was sneaking people in and they were eating indoors. Now, I want to be on the side of the restaurant, except it's owned by a city alderman who is all for the lockdowns, except for his place. His place is different. I guess he's different. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's different. Tunney's restaurant. Uh, Yeah, they were had the shutdown order. They had tables and chairs, you know, set up in the front windows upside down like they weren't like they were locked down. But if you came in to do the takeout, I understand that the regular diners, you you know, we can get in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just come on back. No problem. And they've got back rooms opened up for inside customers. Okay. And he tried to, then he tried to say we did it on a sporadic basis. But the employees said, nah, we've been doing it. Listen, we're sorry. We're sorry. It was an error in judgment. It won't happen again. Right. But I want to be on the side of the people who want to just eat at the restaurant, right? They just want to go out and eat at the restaurant. It's, that's part of the the deal when you go out is not being 85 feet away from people and and being away and I know, I know, I know, I know and people are sneaking around having parties now and they're getting busted we've talked about the stories of they're getting busted in New York and New Jersey and now they're busting people in California we've got cops arrest 158 people during super spreader house party well, the people just want to get together they've had enough and hopefully it'll be you know, we'll get back to normal sometime in the near future because I just got good news I just got good news as I'm sitting here talking to you I just got good news an email just came in and invited me I'm an an official invitation to the U.S. Biostimulant Summit of 2021 April 28th and 29th Raleigh, North Carolina Raleigh, North Carolina the U.S. Biostimulant Summit 2021 registration is open and i'm invited man oh man i cannot wait i get to if i register right now i get to hear from the fertilizing institute and wiley rain llp that's during session three of course and then we're going to be establishing regulatory clarity yes i mean hello we're going to be examining where we are in terms of biostimulant regulation in the U S update on EPA biostimulants definition definition and regulatory approach, setting regulatory guidelines to determine efficacy and validate claims, evaluating the differences between U S and international regulation and definition. I mean, that's good news. That's good news. I I, I am looking forward to the U S Biostimulant summit 2021. Now, I'm hoping that if I register now, I get a discount. Yes. And I can start saving and register right now. If I register now, I'm going to save $360 on my conference registration. Okay. So the standard price is $2,395. My discounted price is $2,035. And they give me a contact number. I cannot wait. I, think I can't wait. I am so excited. Now I can promote my business with sponsorship. I don't know if Chewing the Fat wants to be a sponsor of the US BioStimulant Summit in Raleigh, North Carolina, but you never know. Uh it's a thought. We'll have to discuss that at the next Chewing the Fat board meeting because uh wow, it'd be it'd be great to be a part of a part of Eurofins Agro Science Services and Earth Alive Clean Technologies, <sniffs> Compass Minerals and the Fertilizer Institute and Rx Green Technologies, genetics and Green and Grow Plant Response. I'd like to be a part of that. But I uh, see, now good news does happen. Good news does happen. All I have to do is look for it. Don't always look on the down stuff. Don't be, turn that frown upside down. Right? Right. Of course. Yeah. And maybe you could join me at the, uh, what's the name of this thing again? Oh, yeah. At the uh, U.S. Biostimulant Summit 2021. Because, man, that is going to be a party.